Hey, whoa, hey, yeah. This week on Two Dynamite Dudes on a Rampage, it's a Halloween spooktacular as Marcus and I discuss the intense and scary match between Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson, plus a lot of other intense and scary moments this week throughout AEW wrestling in general. Should be many good times. Join us for one creeptastic episode of Two, Two, Hmm, Two Dynamite Dudes on Rampage. Alarm goes off at seven, and you start up town. You put in your eight hours for the powers that have always been. Sing it, child. <laughs> it's two, two motherfucking dynamite dudes on a rampage. <laughs> Halloween spooktacular. I am DominicDangeloWrestleZone.com. Also today known as Malachi Danielson with the face paint and the white t-shirt. And next to me is my degenerate brother dressed as a deadbeat. Pure scum of the earth that does not celebrate fun or Halloween. It's Marcus. Yeah, that's that's me that's me uh dominic if i was a new listener or a new watcher for this podcast yes. i would i would look at this and be like something wrong with that guy something that guy's not dressed up <laughs> <laughs> or you're saying somebody's gonna look at me and say yeah, there's something wrong with oh, that yeah. guy uh-huh there's something wrong with that guy gotcha Gotcha. Well, yes. Dominic, I would be very happy to come over there and give you a, another black eye right, right this You would moment. try. I would fucking black mask the shit out of your face, and you would be done. Okay. So there's no way you could get your You'd leg that to, I told you to dress up as Arn Anderson. You could have brought your Glock and then really intimidated me, but you didn't. I don't, I don't have a Glock. <laughs> I have a nine. <laughs> oh, oh, well. <laughs> All right, Dominic. Up, enough. Nesha. Enough. Marcus, Nesha, well, first, what's going on? start off the... Uh, the Halloween festivities, if you notice, the, the whole frame looks a little different, huh? Well, yeah. you know, you're spooking me the fuck out right you're barely, now. You barely credited anything. You didn't say a, a damn word about this frame. But, uh, Marcus, why don't you tell everybody, or just Nesha maybe, because <laughs> she's the only one right here, uh, when you met Stephen King in New Hampshire. Okay. Um, I would just happened to be one of the first 400 people on his website to... Uh, to sign up for this, for this, uh, personal appearance he was doing. He doesn't do many of them anymore. And, uh, I just so happened to get on the website and they had just posted about this thing. So I like filled out the information and kind of forgot about it. And then lo and behold, it was like a week, two weeks later, something like that. I get a call from New Hampshire and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, uh, I answer it and here it's this lady and she's like, Hey, uh, do you want to come up? It's only $30. You know, like you, you were one of the first 400. It's only thirty dollars to meet Damn. one of the greatest writers in it's the like 30 history. Bucks? Yeah, in the history, thirty bucks, and then a trip to New Hampshire. 
And uh, I was like, yep, let's do it. So uh, climbed into my shitty Nissan Altima from 97. Our, our shitty Nissan Altima. That you never drove. I drove uh, My terrible Nissan Altima from 97. Jumped in there. Uh, drove nine hours at four o'clock in the morning all the way up to New Hampshire. Met Stephen King, who I love, and then drove my ass back. You guys talked about uh, the Buick 8, right? uh yeah yeah uh because it's based in pittsburgh he asked whenever i met him i was like hey so i drove all the way from uh, western pennsylvania to meet you and he was like no way he was like what part of western pennsylvania because he's filmed movies here he spent a lot of time in pittsburgh um so we we talked about uh christine and we talked about from a buick eight because they were both based in the pittsburgh area wow i didn't know yeah. i didn't know that about christine yeah christine is based is uh in monroeville Oh, do you think you were possessed by your Nissan Altima at all? On the way I mean, I was very tired. Anything could have happened, Dominic. It was four in the morning. I I lost my motivation to drive after about five hours, and <laughs> I still had four hours to go. So, I remember yeah. the most memorable line of that movie is like when the mechanic is like, "Well, you can't polish a turd." <laughs> it's a good movie. Um, yeah, even even better even better book. Silver Bullet, though, I like Silver Bullet. Gary Busey yeah. and the fuck. What Dominic? Nobody gives a fuck about any of this right <laughs> it's now. It's Halloween uh dominic people called you teen wolf uh in college because you used to have a ton of hair and yes. then you had this beard going on and you were you were uh, even more of a freak stud. than you are right now i was a stud <laughs> no i wasn't listen i had really bad hair and then uh braces it was you look at a new girl when they had nick in college that was that was me <laughs> that is actually a very apt description yeah. not college nick that would have been high school nick Oh, that was high school Nick. That was yeah, Teen Wolf looking. Yeah, college Nick was like a weird, like Dave Matthews hippie. Oh, okay. Um, Stephen Chambers, what's up? Uh, hey, we got another guy, Stanley's from Stanley uh, from Mississippi. Welcome, yeah. welcome to the party, DJ. Uh, I believe DJ just had a birthday. Uh, oh, really? So happy DJ. Yeah, I think I said something happy on Facebook. DJ? If I didn't, I meant to say something on Facebook. So I apologize. Happy DJ. DJ. Happy happy DJ birthday. <laughs> um but anyways let's let's keep rocking steven just had a birthday too happy birthday Damn, everybody's having a birthday um dominic let's get moving on this this fucking thing here um well <laughs> uh, let's let, hey man hey man let's start it out uh talking about one hell of a match i'm talking about bobby fish versus uh oh. cm punk Ooh. okay wow Ooh. Ooh, mama that huh I mean, it opened it opened Rampage, so this shouldn't really be a surprise to you. I like to move chronologically, but it was an incredible match. Mm, it was good. It was good. Like, good storytelling. Like, um, what's neat, too, if you watched MLW Fusion that uh, same night, it was Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty, and uh, they told a similar story, like where Bobby Fish was working Lee's leg, and Lee had to, like, use his agility to try to outsmart him and stuff like that, but eventually Bobby caught him. And uh, so yes. it was really kind of neat to see stuff. interpretations of the story on Fusion, but then also uh, Dynamite. Holy shit. That was such a great. I really did like that match. Mark. I thought it was going to be hard to talk for the week. Honestly, Un unbelievable match. Awesome story. You know, uh, it's I think I said this last time we covered Bobby Fish. Um, I am, was very unfamiliar with his work coming in. I uh, had obviously heard the name. You know, I know about a little bit of his history, but I'd never really watched him work. And I, I like him, you know, I think last time I compared him to, to Kurt Angle and I don't know if that's, uh, 
necessarily an apt description. I'm not saying, you know, he's not as talented or anything. It's just very different styles. Um, I don't, he's his own thing, man. Um, and I think it's a really great thing. I don't like that. He's got, um, the losses right out of the gate because I, I see some, some real equity in this guy. He's really good. Yeah. I would like, I like him getting out of, uh, the first attempt at the go to sleep was awesome. Yeah. Worked perfectly. Um, and I don't know, man, just like very fluid movement in the ring. Uh, you How can do you tell think he's got the, a lot of experience. Uh, finish paid off. Like, was he supposed to did now? People even saying in the chat here, uh, Steven says, I believe Fish kicked out, like to see the rematch. Now, what, how do you think that was supposed to go? Did he kick out too early, or what? When you saw that, what, because I only saw it just in time, like just in time, so it looked like he just kicked out right after the count was made, but. People yeah, I got I got the impression that it was either discussed before the match or maybe CM Punk told him when he covered him, you know, like kick out right after three. Yeah, but um, did, it, did it look like that, though? Because people were saying he kicked out beforehand, even before the three count was administered. Um, No, he didn't. It was it was one second later. Yeah. Oh, Nesha. No, that's not true. I talked shit about him while he's here. To his face. Yeah, it's, you know, this is nothing new, Nesha. No, I, called him, uh, I called him a deadbeat already. He didn't even fucking dress up, the dickhead. As I am dressed, Dominic, I'm dressed as Marcus. Asshole. <laughs> perfect. You could, you say I, I'm dressed like an asshole. asshole. You say I'm dressed like an asshole, but you're in an apartment by yourself with a cat right now wearing makeup. <laughs> so I'm not. So who's the real winner in I this situation, Dominic? I my career here as a wrestling writer. <laughs> Jason, I what's up, man? I'm Danielson today, okay? <laughs> If you have to keep explaining the costume, it's not I don't. a good costume. <laughs> One time, well, okay, so this is real. This is a quick aside. Uh, 2011, I dressed up as Marty McFly, but at that point, I was losing my hair, so nobody even knew who the fuck I was. So, yeah, you're just up. like you're just like guy in a fishing vest. Guy in a fishing vest. That was it. Who are you supposed to be? Um. <laughs> In any case, though, uh, certainly you can make the argument for the match of the week, right? You can, but uh, there was something that topped it, and I think it's very evident which one. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Brian All right. versus Eddie Kingston. Let's just talk about it, man. Yeah, yeah, we might as well just jump into it. Uh, Dominic, please, take take the lead. Man, like... yeah. Just the, even the how they started that on the on Wednesday that segment with um, Eddie and and Brian in the background, which was a great promo that and was a really great promo by yeah. both guys. You know, Eddie Kingston usually kind of steals the scene when it comes to promos, but when he walked off, uh, Brian Danielson gave like it wasn't just like you know kind of what you get used to when you're watching non scripted wrestling promos. I mean, scripted is way worse, but non scripted, you know, it just usually devolves into like you know I'm just gonna kick your ass or whatever, just like very basics. But like they they kind of told a neat little story there. Yeah, like both of them like deal with their own sort of depression and the, like like Brian was kind of calling Eddie out, you know, saying he didn't work hard enough, but he's like I didn't mean it in that regard. I meant it like you know you can put more into it kind of thing. And uh, then he was just saying uh, that, yeah, it was, he was like, I just, I will beat you. <laughs> That's basically it. But Eddie just saying like, just flat out doing it and saying like, hey, I take a Zoloft so I don't kill people basically is what he said. <laughs> and he's like, now I'm turning my back to you. And he's like, I got nothing more to say. And then, 
Yeah, that was great. Him yeah. turning his back to him uh, yeah. to end it was it was nice. And then then the match itself, man, like you hear that Boston crowd, like Brian Danielson's like the biggest babyface in wrestling. I always say that, and like um, the crowd was so behind Eddie, and I think that was such a neat aspect about it because they were just laying into one another. Um, Eddie kept fighting from behind in a lot of ways, and uh, ultimately, and it was just two different styles in a lot, like both. But Br- Brian Danielson being able to brawl like he does too, uh, and blending that all in, it was, and they wrestled very well too. They did a lot of good wrestling in that match, so it was. And just Brian's chest, holy shit. <laughs> it's just like, doesn't it feel like old school wrestling where, like, you know, back in the day, it used to be like the Northeast, you know, like if, if like the Rock and Roll Express made an appearance up there, even though they were baby faces, they get booed. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't crazy about like the whole, like, you know, Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake walking out with a snake scene. It wasn't, you know, it was, they were more focused on like, no, I, we want wrestling, like, we want blood on the baby face man the heel at the end of this thing <laughs> you know yeah uh so it's it, it kind of it feels like old school wrestling returning a little bit where it's like you know they they want some blood and guts out there and you know eddie kingston is always going to deliver i was showing a co-worker here who who's only familiar with daniel brian daniel so daniel brian more so because of uh bella's the bella show so she doesn't watch wrestling but I, I always keep her updated she's like i loved him he was great on that show like and she would always talk about him so i always keep her in the loop about him and so i was like hey you gotta see what he's doing right now and i showed her like a, a quick clip of like eddie just chopping the fuck out like them just slugging away at one another and eddie giving him an Giri. and she's like oh my god that's crazy like just a non-wrestling fan just seeing all that stuff and like seeing how uh it was really really it's just neat that it can kind of transcend that if you show it to somebody uh, no doubt no doubt uh and it does you know it's it's cool it's simple storytelling where like you know on wednesday if if my wife hadn't uh you know who's not a wrestling fan if she had walked in during that promo i think that they could have hooked her to watch the match right yeah uh, even as a non-wrestling fan where it's like look you know they built a nice little personal issue in a very small window of time and uh they had a great payoff so yeah. it's, I mean, it's really all you can ask for as a fan. And then the non-handshake at the end, Dominic. Uh, I think that, you know, I hate to pee on people's parade here because I, I think that people are like, oh, they're going to they're gonna get into a feud. Uh, those two have known each other for a long time. So I'm guessing that that's more just like, we'll continue this another yeah, time. Yeah, that'll continue. And not only that, but I think they'll it'll continue in sort of a friendship kind of thing. Um, Maybe. I think it will. Uh, but the only thing that, uh, a wrinkle in this is what happened afterwards. CM Punk promo and Eddie getting angry. What did you think about that? And where do you think all that's kind of going? I think that CM Punk is getting to pick his shots right now in AEW. And it's not a bad thing. I think he sees people that he wants to work with and they're giving him the opportunity. So I think more than anything, that was CM Punk seeing how great Eddie Kingston was, not necessarily just on that night, you know, because obviously they, they wouldn't be organized enough to set up a promo directly after the match. But I think that this has been like a long term, like CM Punk sees what Eddie Kingston's been doing. He's been enjoying it. And uh, I think that that's just okay. He's next. So, um, I mean, Eddie Kingston cannot win a damn match, though, Uh, (laughs) which which is not I mean, obviously, you know, he's winning on dark or elevation or whatever. But, you know, when like the the bright lights are shining, um, it's it's it hasn't been it hasn't been great for Eddie Kingston. I think he needs some wins under his belt. 
I agree, but I, the high also, profile wins. He did beat Archer, and it, unfortunately, the match didn't pan out well. Like you know, obviously with the the mood salt stuff, and so they had to call an audible of that one. But um, yeah, I mean, that, so that would have been a, a, a big name match. But I, I'm with you, and I think they can kind of lead into more of him. Okay, he's losing, so that's why he's kind of so upset, and you know, that's why he's getting kind of pissed. And like he flipped out on Punk and all that stuff. So I kind of think it just plays into the story at the moment too. Uh-huh. You know? So, um, and that that's going to be a really good program. Uh, I think it's going to happen at full gear, the match, but it should kind of happen a little bit longer. Don't you think? I mean, with those two guys talking on the mic to one another, I'd like to see that go for a few more weeks. And I'm all about extended. I'm all about extended programs. You know that I want, I, I like the long game in pro wrestling where it's like, okay, let's, let's build towards something, you know, like, I think if you get into a program with a guy, you should be working with that guy for at least three months. I think a, a defense for that though, is just that they are both baby faces. So I don't think you need to necessarily concern yourself with, um, you know, okay, this has to be a long-term feud. It could just actually really ultimately play up to the pay-per-view and finish up after that. And then, you know, if one of them turns heel at some point or it makes sense to have a storyline with them again, you can do it again. But um, uh, Dominic Steven is saying Eddie versus Punk, good match for full gear. You think that's what the direction that's, we're headed Yeah, in? that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking it's going it's going to happen at full gear, you know? Good, good. Uh, I think it would. Well, uh, Rich says, how about Mox and Kingston with Brian and Punk? Uh yeah, that could be fun. Um, and again, this is that is like some a little bit more of an old school mindset where it's like, okay, let's not give it away right away. You know, let's let's get set up uh, with a tag match where, like, you know, for example, if if Mox and Daniel Bryan are going to feud, then let's put them in a tag situation where they they are only in the ring together for a very very short period of time, and it's explosive before one of them before the heel goes and tags out like a coward. Um, that's usually how they used to do it back in the day. So you could say like, Oh, wait till he gets in the ring with him. Wait till he, there's nobody to tag out, you know? And then, and then the next match, he takes a powder and it's a DQ loss. And then, you know, they say, okay, well we got, we got to contain these two in a cage. That's usually how it works or it did work. Yeah. Yeah. Where that's the blow off match. Right. Right. Um, I want to get your opinion real quick on this. Uh, I talked about this last week. I gave my, my thoughts on it. Um, oh, did you hit your knee there? Hit my knee, Dom. Oh, Go ahead. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, for the show, I'm going to hammer on. Oh, man, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> rub some dirt on it, man. Just fucking go sell it. Ordinarily, ordinarily, I'd go to bed right now, but I'm going to uh, hammer on. The thoughts I was, I wanted to get your opinion on is, um, so Punk has been wrestling matches, obviously, you know, and uh, but they're not with big names. Now, I know you sometimes listen to Cornette and stuff like that, and he was one of the guys that said that Punk is just, they're making Punk seem just like a guy now. Um, and uh, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, do you see him that way, or do you see them? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth before I, I gave my perspective. I kind of want to get your perspective overall. Um, no, I don't. Um mm-hmm. I think that, like I said, I, I think that we're in, we're in a stage in AEW now, um, as you and I have discussed at length many numerous times. They've got a shitload of guys on their roster, and there's only so many people that are vying for spots. And the thing with CM Punk is that he came in so red hot that he doesn't need to go after a title to get over. Um, I don't think Daniel Bryan does either, but uh, or Bryan Danielson does either, but that's the direction they seem to be moving I don't think in. they do them specifically but i think it would benefit the company if they did 
Maybe. Uh, well, I think I think putting it on Brian Danielson's enough. When it comes to CM Punk, I think that probably part of his contract or part of his his uh, contingency with signing this contract was like, I want to have fun. Like, I want to enjoy yeah. wrestling again. I want to do the things that I want to do. And they're just letting him. They're like, yeah, who do you want to work with? Kingston? Yep. Go ahead. You know, so yeah. it, I, I really think that that's what's happening. They're not just turning him into a guy. Uh, we're just getting to watch. We're, we're getting treated to really, really good wrestling because we've got a highly motivated CM Punk getting to do the things that he wants to do in wrestling for the first time in a long time. I said this. So this I'm with you. And I said this last week, too. Um, another factor that you have to consider is there AEW's not in the live event business. They're not in like the pay-per-view business even though they are but their main business is television so um and i was saying if you don't put it if you keep trying to tease punk and building to punk to having a match at like a pay-per-view or you know uh on a very rare occasion of some sort you know uh it's not gonna seem organic because hey why isn't he wrestling <laughs> like that's your other issue you're gonna have into so if you're gonna blow like not say you're blowing through guys but you're you're having to match up with people that can potentially get some, some cachet off of them, like a powerhouse Hobbs and like, you know, uh, a Bobby fish, even though they're, he's established and stuff like that, but you have, you know, uh, Matt Seidel in there and you get, you, get, you just get some names in there that can have good matches with them and tell a, a story. And, Why can't people have both matches? You don't yeah. need to save CM Punk for no, pay-per-view you, matches. Like, you know, it's, it's good that he's wrestling on. T- How often do we get to, to watch the rock wrestle on TV when he was on top? It was all the time. He was yeah. always wrestling, and it was so, in, that was that's the name of the that's kind of just the name of the how the business was, and especially today, where it's like okay, oh, and they're not in the streaming business either, like WWE, so they don't have a streaming you know service that they go through either that they have to worry about where they build to. So they have literally like what six pay per views a year, six shows. So it's just you can't you can't. It would be insulting to the fans if you had him just be on commentary all the time and show up and cut a promo once every week. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it, that's not what we want, and I don't think it's what CM Punk wants. I think no. he's, I think he genuinely missed being in the ring. He was just like, "Where am I going to be able to go do the things that I want to do?" And he found a, a spot for it. Yeah. You know, EW's like wrestling utopia over there. Dominic Stephen Chambers, he's he knows he plays the hits for me, pal. <laughs> uh, push Miro to the world title picture, absolutely, absolutely. I Love wanted Miro. to get your thoughts on his promo from last week. They're kind of bleeding together, to be honest. Um, but that being said, uh, I like the new direction that he's moving in, where uh, you know he's he's doing this whole like it's almost like his god that he worshipped has betrayed him, and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm I'm gonna earn your favor myself. I'm not gonna depend on you to give it to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it, I like the idea. We said it before, like when he loses, he needs to like crack a little bit. And uh, he has. You know, I so said this last worked week. Out. I said this last week. Did you notice it, the crucifix changed to his uh, wedding band? Oh, did it? Necklace? Yeah. I did not know. Good eye. Mm-hmm. I did not notice that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty clever too. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I think that uh, that Miro is really starting to hit his stride, and uh, you guys know how I feel about him. We don't have to go into it again. I, I like fanboy over Miro every time we do a podcast, but man, he's like, he's such a great flavor of old school combined with new school. Yeah. Hey, James is in the house. Hey, James. Espanto, Fernando, Tagoy. I'll never do it like Kev used to do. He used to do it. He, Kev nailed it. 
<laughs> he would also blow out the eardrums with it. So I, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have that luxury. Yeah. Hey, happy Halloween, James. Happy uh, Halloween to everybody. Be everyone. safe. Yes. Uh, don't eat uh, apples that are in your your trick-or-treat bags. Sometimes they have razor blades in them, everyone. Uh, you know, I, I think that they did a documentary on that, and there's been zero reported cases of that having ever happened anywhere in uh, civilized America. I don't know about that. I bet you it happened somewhere. Man, what's your favorite Halloween candy, Mark, real quick? Um, gotta be uh, Reese's Reese's Cups, Dom. Reese's think... Cups or Nerds. No, not, not, no, not Nerds. I Reese's Cups for me, too. Pumpkins, to be specific. But, yeah, I... uh. I don't know. We've had a couple of wrestling costumes throughout our careers and Halloweening. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, Mark, what did you let you want to talk about the costume match itself that happened? Uh, yeah, please. By all means, uh, lead us in. Okay. Main event, obviously on Dynamite, was the Dark Order versus the Super Click. Or the, is it, was it, are they just, are they the elite? When are they Super Click and when are they elite? I want to say that the super click is just the combination of the Young Bucks and uh, Adam Cole, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I want to say you're right, too. Um, James, Pumpkin Reese's, and Mary Jane's. This guy gets it. Mary Jane's. Nesha, she's saying Reese's, too. What are Mary Jane's? Aren't those, uh, they're almost like the, uh, they're like the honey or to- uh, what? It, toffee? Those are sugar daddies or sugar babies. Oh, that is what I'm thinking of. Well, I like sugar babies. I don't know what the fuck a Mary Jane is. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is it sugar going? babies or sugar daddies? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm a sugar daddy. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyways, the main event, Dominic, it yeah. was, yeah, please, Lee, well, Lee, crack on. I want to get your thoughts on it first. I thought it was kind of what you would expect. Um, you know, the the big the big moment was obviously the end uh, with Hangman Page showing up in very memorable fashion, uh, yeah. which was an an absolute blast. But I mean, it's you know, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't have any hair left, but if I did, it, it was the main event itself was nothing. I like blow my hair back. So yeah, and uh, I was getting to the. I was thinking about. I thought it was a fun main event. I liked. John Silver as fucking Bambi was just cracking me up because like he was like he said it like in the promo like I think it was last week or, or the, on on Rampage that before he was just like they're like hey so what are you gonna dress he's like Bambi and everyone's like what Bambi and then he comes out there and he's like all into being Bambi it was funny <laughs> it was funny. it was <laughs> so um but yeah I think if they did this main event. Like uh, before Punk and Brian showed up, <laughs> it would be like, uh, okay, they got to kind of focus a little bit more. But I think, you know, they have enough broad of a landscape of what's going on in their wrestling company from like uh, where it doesn't, where that doesn't sting as much. It, it's kind of like, okay, this is part of the show and that's the, that was the main event. It didn't need to, yeah, I, like it was nothing that blew my hair back either if I had it. Uh, Team Wolf Dom did, but I, I think it was uh, I think it was fine and it was just a fun way to kind of close out the show in a lot of ways that didn't wasn't detrimental. And you know what? I've been kind of thinking about it this way too. The elite have established themselves as guys that would do that. So but like somebody like a, a heel like, you know, uh the rock wouldn't do that, or you know, uh name your like, you know, tri- a triple H or somebody like that wouldn't do that, basically. But like they've established themselves as that kind of 
like quirky weirdo dickheaded guys that are gonna be assholes as ghostbusters and like use proton packs and stuff so yeah i i think that you're right i think that everybody participating in that has established that they can do comedy wrestling and actually some of them have established that that's their primary primary yeah. thing is, to, is the comedy wrestling you know i'm i'm ordinarily more of a fan of not closing a show with with that but you know it was i i think that they made up for it with the hangman page reveal which was which was fun that was fun that was fun yeah not, i liked it i liked it man um all right what do you got next mark uh dominic what is what the hell is maria saying <laughs> or, do you want to read that I, <laughs> I don't i don't maria uh what's who's your favorite wrestler how about you answer that first all right yeah maria if you do that i will send an email to dr i Abraham. won't send him an email <laughs> but you can answer the tell, tell us who your favorite wrestler is. um anyway, <laughs> anyway james says mary jane's are peanut butter taffy have you ever had a mary jane marcus i have Yes, I, I read uh, that James had said that earlier. I was like, I got it. Remember it now. And I have. Do you have your cat with you, too? Is Vaughn with you? I do. Yeah, Vaughn is down Why don't here. you hold him up, and I'll hold Dusty up real quick. I Because nobody cares what? to see that. Just Dominic. do it, Marcus. I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's an only spectacular cat. <laughs> Dominic. Get him. Get him. He's not happy with this. Wow, look at this. Hey, look at Dusty. Do you see? <laughs> he, is, he is miserable. He does not like it. He was there. Uh, Dominic, Sammy Guevara, and Ethan Page. Uh-huh. That was a great match. It was a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that, that both guys came out looking good. Um, Sammy Guevara, uh, somebody said it online the other day, and I was like, that, that actually rings pretty true. They were like, if I was 13, Sammy Guevara would be my favorite wrestler. And I was like, actually, probably. Yeah, yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. Well, and and, and yeah. I can see why he people's like, you know, favorite wrestler now. Uh, and, you know, at, at our age, he's he's really talented. He's fun. Every time he comes out, he brings excitement. The crowd is very up. Um, so I, you know, as much as I wasn't crazy about Miro uh, losing, um, period, not just to Sammy Guevara. I, I don't like the idea of him losing to anyone. Um, but as much as I wasn't crazy about it, it makes sense for for it to be Guevara because he's one of those guys who a belt could really truly help to elevate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Houston, Dominic. That's who he reminds me of from eighties oh, eighties okay. wrestling. JCP, wow. just like uh, uh, you know, good looking young baby face who like I, I think can can strongly. He's way better on the mic than Sam Houston was, but <laughs> it can you know it can just strongly benefit from uh, from getting the rub from some of these more experienced vets. That's interesting. That's a good comp. I would say uh, maybe in I would get Gino Hernandez vibes. Hey, fair That'd enough. Be? Sure. Yeah. Maybe it's like like maybe a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Dominic, we got to answer DJ's question here. It's a good one. All right. Uh, this one. I know it's off topic, but with the recent news about ROH, would you like to see AEW bring in from another company, Dalton Castle? Um. So there's a lot of names, Marcus. I don't know how familiar you're. Probably not very familiar with a lot of the names in the ring. I know Dalton Castle. Um. um give me page, some more. Not Ethan Page. I'm sorry. EC3s in there. Um, I know well, EC3, of course. Yeah, Chris Dickinson, um, Brody King, uh, John Gresham, who's gotten a lot of like traction. You know, um, that's a Jordan Grace's husband, and uh, I think it, they're married. But um, he's such a good wrestler, like very, very good. Uh, Nesha said the one I wanted you to say, oh, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, the Briscoes, 
Um, DJ says somebody I like. I like the Beer City Bruiser a lot. I know him too. Um, I th- th- so yeah, there's some good names in there. Now, issue is it's just a lot of people they already have, and um, it's already a lot of TV time being taken up. Um, it stinks that ROA this RH had to go through this, and um, you know they're just changing their whole game plan. But uh, and you just don't you don't like to see that because it was a even though the company wasn't prominent like for a lot of people it, it like it was it, it was almost I hate to say forgettable but there's aspects where it wasn't in your face much it was it wasn't in the mix of all the other promotions and um, Dom was, sorry to interrupt you Steven just said the three that would make me the most excited okay oh okay so oh yeah Jay Lethal. Danhausen and Silas Young, yeah, Danhausen, I could very much imagine. And I love there. Silas Young, great look. He's such, he does have a very good look. Yep. Um, yeah, Shane Taylor and it, what he's doing there, I love Shane Taylor. Like, he he would be awesome. His crew, Shane Taylor Promotions, uh, they would be a really good trio to have in in the mix there. But again, um, as you and I have discussed, there's just there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen right now, pal. It's uh it's there's only there's only so much tv time folks you know mm-hmm. but like by the time you know let's say that all these people jump ship even a week out from each other by the time you add up all the tv time of just introducing them getting their match their first matches in etc cetera, etc cetera, maybe a vignette whatever it is that you're doing to introduce these people you've lost some very very valuable television time and i'm not saying that it's a waste on any of these talents it's not i think that they're all really great talents but yeah. i think you really need to pick and choose carefully you do. And, you know, uh, James says it too. The downfall of ROH can could be a great for MLW New Japan. Um, yeah, I mean, Dominic. Thought, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, ahead. Mance Warner was just announced as a free agent today as well. Oh, and yeah. I love Mance Warner, maybe. Uh, also, I'll tell you what. He does mansplaining on ad-free shows, and sometimes I got to get in there and, and clip videos for it. And uh, he is hilarious. He's very funny. I really, really like Mance Warner. He makes me laugh out loud. He, it was there was one point where he's in the middle of talking and he starts like blowing. He's like, he's like cat hair all over the place. <laughs> I love the stuff. If he, he's a good follow on Twitter too, because he'll put like, did you see the gift he did of the? It's Goldberg popping out of the credit card. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, he's he's just really funny and he's got he's like got stone cold terry funk vibes like mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to wrap your head around old manser but old he's manser baby but he's he's a blast check out mance warner um check out mansplaining for that matter at freeshows.com gotta get my plug in dumb yeah well, well you'll get your shit at the end of the show here yeah um yeah so there is a lot of names too in roh that and like you know ftr expressed they want to wrestle the briscoes um you know, there was talks too of the I don't know the further details about because I didn't read more into it, but uh, the ROH library was reportedly up for the highest bidder, and then something else was said where it wasn't. Uh, that's both on WrestleZone.com, so you can take a look at it along with me when I go look at it. Uh, but uh, I think that would be really, really good for AEW to pick up Tony Khan to grab a hold of is that ROH library. You think about all the names that are associated with AEW right now, like Danielson, Daniels. CM Not Punk. to mention WWE names. The, uh, yes, and the WWE names. And then you can have – that's like getting some legs into the streaming business because you could be like, okay, we got ROH, and you can check out all the AEW stuff too and all these wrestlers, what they're doing right now. Um, I, yeah, I think that would be 
very key if they got a hold of those or that ROH li library because that is a library of good stuff. So no question about Jerry it. Jerry Lynn too. Jerry Lynn. Oh, you think of all the incredible stars that have passed through ROH, and yeah, I mean, what a what a film library that would be. Yeah, James, I'm not sure how I would feel about an invasion angle. I think it's just kind of overdone at this point, where it's just like you could maybe pull it off. I yeah, I think you it's could. it's been a while since we had an invasion angle, isn't it? Oh, uh, Nexus, but was that the last one? Nah, they always try to do something akin to it, you know, where it's I don't know. Yeah, I just. I don't know. It's. I think it's kind of just overdone. But yeah, I think there's there is something to be said for that because you see even in the other promotions like Impact and stuff like that, Forbidden Door, and so they and they embrace the names of the promotions. I don't know about an invasion taking over though. Like maybe just like having a show where it's like ROH versus A. No, almost like, like ECW One Night Stand and WWE. Yeah, something to that that I think in a the invasion angles overall are kind of overdone at this point. Um, yeah, Cole and Bobby Fish, Nesha mentioned those guys too for ROH that they were both in there. They had very notable names in ROH. Uh, so yeah, I just it would be very interesting. Uh, what does James say here? I wish AEW could work a deal with their parent company, Time Warner, and get put on their streaming service like HBO Max. See, uh, James, I think that's gonna probably happen. If I had to venture a guess, I, I bet you they're gonna do something with HBO or Time Warner, Time Warner, or something like that. It'll come up, you know. I think that's just the name of the game and where the business is going. Like not just wrestling, but television, television in general. So I think, I think that's going to happen. I think that will happen. Um, Mark, what uh, else do you got going on there? Dom, I want to talk about Serena Deeb. Yeah. Speaking of a potential match of the week candidate. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you that match was outstanding. Mm -hmm. Top mm -hmm. to bottom. I, I thought both competitors did a nice job. Um, Serena Deeb got to, uh, stay strong at the end of it. Um, Sheeta got a, got a nice win. Um, but I mean, really the standout is, is deep. I mean, like her, everything she does is very crisp. Her transitions are crisp. Um, when she locks in any move, it looks painful. Like it looks like she's truly hurting people, um, which is the art, you know, is to make it look real without actually hurting anyone. And I mean, she's master. Jim Ross puts her over strong every time she wrestles. And I get it because she's, she's, she's female Bret Hart. She's she the really woman is. of a thousand holds. The woman of a thousand holds. Like, honestly, every time I watch her, I think about Bret Hart because it, she reminds me of that, her crispness in the ring. Well, look at what she did too, like the figure four over the ring post and uh, she was wearing kicking black too yeah yeah so i i think that she's probably heard all of this uh oh, brad yeah. hart hype and I, you know certainly tell her maybe i think we might have told her. i might have actually told her that in person yeah. but, <laughs> told her that. <laughs> but but actually i'm pretty sure i did but uh but you know so obviously she knows about those comparisons but i mean really she, i i'm trying to think of the last time i saw anybody like her and it was bret hart um, so it's, it really speaks volumes. Uh, and I think that her being a heel is going to be the best thing that has happened to her career so far, because it, it, it just puts a little bit more meat on the bone for her character and, uh, combine, combine her skills with a great character and money. Uh, DJ is, uh, going real. Oh, some, right some heat with Serena Deeb. Uh, oh, oh, DJ gotta disagree. Explain yourself, DJ. Why do, why do you feel that way? Yeah, honestly, I, I would be genuinely curious. Uh, or is it just your booner because she's a heel? Is that what's going on? 
Is, is she doing her job? Is that what's upsetting? Yeah, she's just, just nailing her job. She's just doing a greater job. Uh, uh, but I'm not going to belabor the point, Dominic. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about the match or Serena Deeb? Um, I, I just, I like her a lot. Yeah, I think she's so crisp in the ring. I think she elevates the women's division overall that we were talking about. She was like her and Ro- Thunder Rosa, when they came in, it was like, okay, the game is stepped up in the women's division. And then you added elements like, uh, like, uh, oh my God, Layla Hirsch. And then, um, you know, even Ty Conti, who, who just changes the pace of a match with like her judo style and things like that. Um, and like, I think getting those names in the mix of it really helped it. And Serena Deeb was one of those key names, you know? So, you know, it's the, the saying is uh, high tide raises all ships. And I, I think that uh, Thunder Rosa and, and Serena brought the high tide when they came in, man, because they, I mean, it, you, if you kind of take a look at the women's division in AEW, at least where it started, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, and then all of a sudden those two came in and it's like you could kind of feel everybody kind of collectively step up their game yeah. and everybody did, you know, it was almost like a challenge and everybody rose to meet the challenge. Um, so I, the best women's division in wrestling, of course, we've said that a lot. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a better women's division anywhere ever. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable talent. It's very good. Like, and um, I, what they're doing with the TBS tournament i think it's a lot of fun and i I want more women's wrestling on the program i would i would love i would love to see more Mm -hmm. i would love to see that more storytelling dynamic um building somebody up like a a, like a layla hirsch or uh you know ty conte and um oh my god there's there's a lot of good names and it's neat and ruby soho like it's and marcus that match too um i don't know if you watched it or not it was the one with um anna jay and and Britt baker week before here um it wasn't like a smooth match but it was a good match like i liked how they like like anna jay was a little delayed and and a little green here and stuff like that but overall it was like it made it look like a fight in certain ways where it was just like okay you know nothing's gonna be beautiful about this match like every match is not gonna be beautiful and fights aren't beautiful you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like it's not ballet um so uh yeah man and i like the aspect too of the tbs tournament actually having buys for like higher ranked women in in the division and stuff like that it i thought it was a cool element to add where it's like hey we see those in sports playoffs all the time like nfl you get a it buy. makes perfect sense there should yeah. be buys uh-huh. you know yeah. if somebody if somebody's earned a higher position ranking then they should they should have an easier route to the top mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh marcus a free agent that we did not mention we mentioned mance boy mans but also uh oh big one Wyndham is uh i think it was yesterday he was officially a free agent right? yeah i heard i heard all the buzz about him uh showing up at, at rampage and i didn't i didn't really buy it um so i wasn't i wasn't uh surprised to see that he he didn't but man it's it feels like it's inevitable right hey man somebody from the philippines join yeah, us that's awesome that? welcome man. all right welcome yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, I, it feels pretty inevitable, does it not? I think so. I think so. I wonder where they're going to insert and how it's going to go be though. And we've, I think that's what's very intriguing about it because you know we what we've seen is like Bray Wyatt. We've seen Bray Wyatt, and we've seen him play Bray Wyatt, play the Fiend. But what is Wyndham Rotunda going to do? Like, what is? 
Well, and and that's the question: is he is he Wyndham Rotunda now, or if do you think AEW intends to bring him in in some kind of a uh, uh, horror gimmick? No, I don't think so. I think I think it'll be a collaboration where it's like this is Bray's or Wyndham's idea. This is what he wants to do, and Tony Khan's gonna be like, "Hey, yeah, let's try it out." And I don't think it's gonna be a supernatural kind of thing. I really don't think so. I, I wouldn't hate it if it was. I would. I, don't, I, I wouldn't hate it either. I wouldn't hate it, but I wouldn't prefer it. Now look, I, I wouldn't want <laughs> Stephen Chambers says bringing back his husky hair. <laughs> what a, what a what shit a gimmick! Awful name. What a shit gimmick. Um, but I wouldn't hate it because there's not uh, obviously Mal- Malachi Black kind of scratches that itch a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I don't. I don't see a problem with there being more. No, and, I, I'm. And I, I don't see a problem of, with them joining forces. You know, I don't I don't necessarily see that a problem with that either. I I almost I want it more so like what we were kind of expecting with Bray to to the result of like a cult leader. I would like that. Dominic uh DJ brings up a good point here. Uh do you think that WWE has the rights to the seven character? Or is that up for grabs for Wyndham Rotunda? Why would you want to be seven? <laughs> <laughs> now, but did you see what his username on Twitter is now? What is it? Wyndham Six. Okay, so he's six. Not Dustin was seven, but he's he's coming in at six. So That's is he going to wear like a latex mask thing on. over his head? He's not going to do something like that. I think it. Why not, Dom? Yeah, this could be a very could be a hint of Dark Order, though. Could it not? Mm, sure. Steven, are you calling me Uncle Fester? What the fuck, man? No, you're calling, you're calling <laughs> Hey, what the fuck, man? Hey, what the fuck, man? What's the show here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see him in a horror gimmick uh, just because I, I, I enjoy them. Come on, that's, Mark, that's really the only reason. It's really the only reason I enjoy them. Come on. If they're done properly, I enjoy them. Um, that being said, you know, I think that the cult leader thing is probably going to be the way that it goes, but we've already, we've already been down that road in AEW. Have we not? Wait, the cult leader? Yeah, but I, I think you can do another take on it. Hey, we did that. CM Punk did it in the straight edge site, which I thought was great too. You know, um, Hey, Serena Deep and, and uh, Doc Gallagher are both in that as well. So think about that. Uh, okay. Uh, DJ's asked this. Do you think, who do you think? will be the three uh, America top team members to face the inner circle. Do you think if Lambert is one, that he will get the pin on Jericho to win the match for uh, America top team? And then we would never hear the end of it at falling dynamite after the match. I don't think Dan Lambert is going to be one of them. I think it will be, well, maybe they could do it, but I don't think it will be. I um, think it could get some real heat for Lambert if he's in almost like the Jim Cornette role where he's like, yeah. you know, a manager who's involved in the match, but only gets in at the end and gets in when, when the match is over and gets a pinfall by yeah. by technicality um i think that it i mean just imagine all the pissed off jericho fans in the arena when dan lambert's coming out and he can rightfully say that he pinned chris jericho yeah that'd be interesting um as far as the three i would say uh jorge Mazenwall would make sense because of him being jericho um junior dos santos and then I don't know the other guys' names really. I'm not a big MMA. Well, I mean, I'm a like fringe MMA guy. So, Dom, does from per Steven, does Hager turn heel and join the like Top Team? I would like that a lot. How about you, Marcus? Yeah, 
I would. I don't think there's a lot of meat on the bone anymore with the inner circle in Hager, but I, I see a ton of value in Hager, and I think that he could easily be like the the leader of that group. I think who who said that on uh, here? Steven. Oh, Stephen. That, that's great, man. I really think they should do that. It makes um, sense. Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, DJ. I would like to see Paige Van Zandt. Actually, they could pull that off. I think, you know, have her her be in the mix, and I don't like maybe they don't necessarily fight her, but like she kind of. She gets in there and she's like, I don't know. There could they could work something with that. I think you know they could definitely work something with that. Um, yeah, but no, I like uh, I like a Hager heel turn. I think I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. Um, all right, Dominic, I'm forging ahead here. Uh, Malachi Black and Drade Alidolo attack Cody. Bach yep. makes a save. Mm-hmm. We're working toward a tag situation here. Yes, and I think it's gonna be a full pair, Marcus to delve more under the aspect of the Cody part. Um, kind of looks nobody, like he's staying, nobody likes Cody. Staying baby face. What do you think about all this? Like, uh, I like it. Cody she... is a baby face. Um, okay. I think that right now we're getting a, a little similar flavor to the John Cena situation yeah. where, uh, you know, he's, they've made him such a baby face now that all of the smart fans are getting annoyed, but like, like the John Cena fan, uh, fans, I think that all of the uh, children that were cheering for John Cena, the many, many hordes of children who love John Cena, were getting drowned out by the sound of uh, of adult men shouting that they hate John Cena. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's a similar situation right now with Cody. Um, and yeah, I, I think that they stay the course. You know, Cody, Cody to me is a baby face. It would be really hard to make him a heel. That being said, I don't think it'd be hard to make him a heel. I think he could easily be a heel. That being said, uh, I was just going to say, like, it, he's already got the heat, I guess, uh, to a degree. So it could be relatively easy to lean into it by just behaving disingenuously. Yeah. And then just going back on his word. Because um, you could say all you want. Like, I mean, that's about, that's what's great about wrestling is you could say anything. Like, hey, I would never do this. And you're going to do it. <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah. Um, it's a never say never business, man. It is. It is. And now from how they positioned it, though, it does seem like they're going to keep having a run. But I mean, you know, OK, let's let's go this, Marcus. Would you rather I, I know your answer, but would you rather see Jake Hager turn heel or Cody Rhodes turn heel? Jake Hager. Yeah, I do. That was going to be your answer. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would rather see. I think I'd be with you. I think I'd be with you because I do like Cody as a baby face. I if if he doesn't if he gets booed, I mean, it's a demo. It's the kind of like AEW hardcore demo fans of people that are really booing Cody. You know, uh, people like Black. I like Malachi Black. Obviously, I got the fucking face paint on, but um, I think uh, he's a great heel though too. And um, there's some legs where I like. It. He's given his own persona legs too because. How about when like Dante Martin, he had that match with Dante Martin. He like gave him like a nod of respect. You're like, wow, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Here's why I think Cody has kind of been turned heel too. I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's, it's all the John Cena effect. I think a lot of it is also, if you think about it, Cody just keeps jumping from program to program, person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, it's very fast. It's it. And it happens often. Um, where I, I think that Cody would really benefit from just having long-term feuds. Now, now, granted, this Malachi Black one, Marcus, right? 
the Malachi Black thing has been happening for a while now. Mm-hmm. But like it before that, like it was okay, it's Anthony Agogo, and then he'd move on to the next guy, and then there's the next guy, and he does a quick job, and then he gets the win back. And it's like we we've been seeing the same thing, and there's like the the stakes are what? Like the stakes were initially we like Cody and Cody's fighting this guy. Well, now we need extra stakes, you know. Maybe Cody's uh trying to get back into the world title picture after losing to Jericho. He what, can't, like, Marcus, years if ago. He's a baby face, no, I know, I know, but now maybe you know, part of his Arn Anderson training is Arn is saying, like, look, this whole thing where you're saying you're not going after it is silliness, like, drop it. You should be the champion of AEW, go after it, you know. It's, I don't know, I, I just think that there's there's more options. Um, I have to turn heel on DJ here. Marcus, I know you didn't see this promo. Uh, hey, did you guys hear the great Moose promo on the last impact when he was mocking the elite Roman, Becky, and Sasha Banks? Um, I heard it and I didn't like it, DJ. I didn't like Moose and what they did at uh, Bound for Glory where he, um, they established, Marcus, did you see those results or hear, hear about the results? I know that I wasn't, uh, it was Josh Alexander and Christian, Christian, but we all wanted to see Alexander win and he didn't. And he did. Oh, I thought he didn't. He beat Christian clean. But earlier in the night, Moose won the fucking call your shot gauntlet. And then he came out and screwed Josh Alexander over at the end of the show and uh, got a pin like building. Lots of building Josh Alexander, not only from the X division champion, but to now, a world title picture. He gets it, and then Moose fucks him over. Uh, it just seems short-sighted. And I, DJ, I've said that I said this last week. I was like, Moose has gotten so many opportunities in Impact Wrestling, and he's an athletic guy. He's got a great look. Uh, yeah, and what he can do in the ring is super impressive and crazy. But he is not good on the mic. He's not good on the mic. Though his cadence is bad. It's just and. It's just he, he doesn't do it for me. And I, I don't think he's done it for impact. So it's just weird to to throw him into that mix when you have a guy like a Morrissey, a W. Morrissey, or you have uh, Joe Doring, or you have uh, Ace Austin, like got, uh, Josh Alexander, <laughs> like guys that you're, you're working towards and that you that are newer talent that, that deserve that opportunity, and you're still throwing it at Moose. Just doesn't make sense to me, DJ. I'm not a fan of Moose. Uh, his work not to say that he doesn't put a lot of effort to it and that he's you know not trying but just doesn't do it for me you know um yeah i'm not i'm not familiar enough with uh impact as you just heard because i didn't know that that result i i saw that i was like oh uh, josh alexander's probably gonna win the title and then i was like okay moose won the title so i guess josh yeah. alexander didn't dj i mean to your point you're not the only person that says they're a moose fan either i've heard that too i just i just think he's had his opportunities and he hasn't clicked that's just basically it. Um, Marcus, what were we talking about, though? Fuck to find Dom. Hang on. Let's... Uh, Cody. What? Cody. Oh, yeah. Cody. So... Um, uh, DJ also asked a, a question here. Um, his, uh, do you think his reality show has something to do with it? Or like yeah, his Hollywood I think so. Status? I think a little bit of that. Um, I think, you know, uh, them going back and forth and then, like, uh, just... I think the aspect of really leaning into being an uh, like an ultimate babyface has maybe kind of got a little bit of the pushback. You know what I mean? Where it, where that's kind of an aspect about it. Um, and like maybe like almost like a, a power couple thing is is kind of what makes it get get kind of a heel thing too. I don't know. 
But I think um, I just from a when he gets inserted into a story and like the matches that he has against his opponents, I mean, it's fun to root for him. I think, you know, um, I still get pumped up when I hear his music and he comes yeah. out and like, I, was, I, I think he's awesome. It's a big deal. And he's that promo that he delivered too was great. Like it was a really, really good promo. And uh, it just took it in a lot of baby. Like he just doubled down and says, Hey, I'm not turning I'm not doing it. I'm not, I won't do it. And he credited his bro- brother as being like a better wrestler than him. He, he talked about how he's, he will never fill his dad's shoes and stuff like that. Like it was just, it was a really well done promo. So um, yeah, I just, it's such a funky, the wrestling fans in general right now are just overall kind of funky. Like you'll even notice in matches where it's like, there's a clear cut heel and a clear cut baby face, but just to be contradictory, fans will go back and forth and cheer the other guy's name while it's like, let's go punk. Let's go. Seidel, not not just I'm just using that as an example, but it's just like, you know, okay, you know, it's just you people. Are it's uh, you know that's I mean? that's the other thing too is now the words out that you know oh we, we boo Cody at these events, so now it's now it's like the cool, fashionable, smart fan thing to do is boo Cody, you know. So it's like I I think that once you shine a light on the fact like hey Cody, I'm hearing a lot of boos in the crowd. That just amplifies more boos if you acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. And he, that's the thing, too, is he didn't, like, he didn't let it bug him, get to him, either. You know what I mean? Like, he, he gets, kept hammering on. And, dude, that takes a pro to do that kind of thing. Because you think about how many wrestlers would, like, Ronda Rousey, like, I thought she was a great, like, she's was great for wrestling. But, like, you know, the crowd booze got to her. Like, it just hit her. And, you know, um, to be able to just weather that storm and hammer on shows you how much of a pro Cody is. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, his grew up in the business. He knows the he knows, he knows the, the drill. Deal. He knows the deal. Um, Stephen, I want to get to your point here in a second, but Marcus, I think this is a good segue for this. Speaking of some uh, kind of leading in towards being a heel, uh, John Moxley. What do you uh, think about him over the course of the past uh, couple weeks? Years. I mean, it's pretty clear cut heel turn to me. You know, especially because. Uh, uh, Preston Vance is like, you know, he's become kind of a fan favorite, you know, certainly a baby face. He's been uh, heavily involved with, uh, with, uh, the Hubers and, uh, paying respect to Brody Lee and, and Brody Jr. and stuff. So he's been, he's been there for through a lot of that. So I think that, uh, I think that this was a very calculated, uh, move on the part of AEW Tony Khan to, uh, perpetuate a heel turn for john moxley like just a like a vicious ruthless like attack and like it was clean it was like ultimately a clean attack but it was still like in a clean win but but it's like know, he's it's he's just, coming unhinged yeah. you know is, is sort of the idea where it's like hey like you know this guy used to be like fun dangerous now he's like hurting people dangerous mm-hmm. Meltzer compared him to uh terry funk in the zone and i could definitely see that too sure sure absolutely like, where terry's in that wild crazy mode it's like okay, don't fuck with Terry. Like, yeah, don't fuck with Mox. You know, that's it's it's kind of a fun position for him to be in. Um, and uh, I get it seems like he's kind of separated himself from Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, to me, it's pretty clear cut. He's he's going heel, baby. Um, oh, man, what was I gonna go with that? There was something important I wanted to talk about in regards to that. Oh, how do you think they're gonna handle him in Orange Cassidy then? I think okay. I think, how do you, let me let me do this. How do you think they're going to handle it? But how would you handle it too? 
Well, I think they're going to handle it, or maybe I'm just optimistic that they're going to handle it in the way that I would handle it, okay. which is which is so. John Moxley's character is now very, very serious. Like, okay, this guy is this guy is a very dangerous person. Like when he comes down to the ring, you need to be paying attention. You need to watch yourself. Like he's he's unhinged. Uh, he's going to go out of his way to hurt you, um, and. Dark, uh, rather orange Cassidy's kind of the perfect opponent for him in that respect because now there's like this guy who's like can barely be bothered to care about the fact that he's going to be in a match and he just happens to be going up against a guy that you should really have your radar way up against you know so uh how i would book it is uh have uh moxley tear him apart um yeah just annihilate him Yep, I would uh, borderline squash match. Um, the, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, I'll hear you out. Uh, make their first match basically a borderline squash. I'm not saying like have have uh, Orange get no offense, but have him get in a little bit, but then have Moxley just like the, the viciousness is just too much. Like his his never ending like the, that's a thing too. He's like he stalks his opponent where it's like he's he's just coming after the guy. He's not taking a break. He's not like panning to the crowd. He's not like fucking stretching out or whatever like he's just re- relentlessly nonstop tormenting the person that he's he's up against every time he's in the ring so um i think that uh the way that you do that then is have him annihilate uh, orange cassidy and then you continue the feud but have orange cassidy we let's get a new flavor of orange a little bit where uh, he's coming out and now it's like all right i i'm not gonna put my hands in my pockets okay i'm not i'm not gonna come out here uh with like this kind of like i don't really care look on my face like i want to see orange come out and be like I'm, I'm ready for a damn fight now a new flavor of orange. So, like, say if he's a naval now, you'd want to be a Caracara, perhaps? So, you know, so right now he's, like, orange as in just, like, an orange. But now I'm looking for artificial, you know? I like, like, Kool-Aid orange. You want, oh, you know, that, that doesn't doesn't even taste like you actual don't want orange. Like a blood orange. What if he went blood orange? Uh, okay. Well, I think that there's a good chance that Moxley's going to make him a blood orange. Whoa. Whoa. I like that one. Damn, Marcus. I, I'm slinging the produce, so I, I know all about the citrus. Uh, you kind of, kind of maybe got me a little bit with it. Like if you further the story in that regard, I think I could maybe be okay with that. But I also think it's an opportunity to, to kind of play into your point of seeing a different orange. Like, uh, if he's competitive in the match and he shows a little bit of fire, because look, I think they teased that already when, uh, Moxley squashed Wheeler, Utah. Dominic storytelling, storytelling. Yeah, you know, let's 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 have Orange come out and be the regular old well, Orange, that's what I'm so saying. we can continue. Marcus, that's the what I'm story. Saying. No, well, the story is being continued. So I'm saying to to what you're saying, Orange showed concern and was like a little upset when Mox would just beat the fuck out of Wheeler. Okay, and so it wouldn't necessarily make sense if he kind of didn't care because I do think he cares. That's the thing is, I think he cares about. He definitely cares about this tournament match because you look at what he did with powerhouse Hobbs and stuff like that so if he came in there like uh i'm not taking it too seriously it wouldn't make very much sense from that perspective and i could get the viciousness of moxley laying into him and attacking him a lot but like i think you don't you not that you're skipping a step but it kind of makes it more streamlined if orange is competitive and mean and aggressive in this match because he's got a he's got a reason to be aggressive with mox so I think you can see a new side of orange in this match where you don't need for him to lose to show you a different side. Of him. So 
So here's to, to, to continue on to mine. What I see is the mocks rips them apart in their match, but then we get serious orange coming out for Mox's ne- next match, making him lose and thereby costing him, the costing him a, a win in the tournament. And then you've got Mox and uh, an orange in a program. What if you did it this way? And now I'm just, I'm, this is from a Mox perspective, not orange casting perspective, but what if you had Mox? I mean, Mox, what if Mox makes the full blown heel? T- I think this is what we're going to see. We're going to see Mox make the full blown heel turn at full gear against Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Um, and what if he won? I think we're going to get it with, with him in orange. I think, I think that that's going to be the full blown heel turn yeah, because, because the fans like orange. And I think that he's going to absolutely, as Steven just said, he's going to beat the holy snot out of him. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think that would be good for orange to have it happen either. I don't think it would, I don't think it would hurt him, I, especially against a guy like Moxley and do the former well, AEW sure, champion, but like getting him squashed. I think orange has built a cachet for himself and a level of credibility, like where he's able to hang with, the main eventers like you know he beat jericho he beat like he's hung with Pac, like he's done all this stuff so i mean i think it would be he's hung with kenny omega like he's he's never faced anybody in this style though this this john moxley style this this vicious relentless uh, bludgeoning attack if he goes back at mox then you're like okay like orange is biz does mean business i think if he, i don't think you need to make him lose to tell that story i th- i think you can tell the it, it perpetuates the story it gives you another pay-per-view down the road you know i don't know like you're talking about like wanting to see a new side of orange and stuff like that you can get one quicker than what you're talking about like well, why like, why get it quicker let's because let's, you've let's been build talking it. about you've been wanting him to have this change i think that this is the perfect opportunity to make the change happen but let's not hot shot it let's 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 do it right you're not hot shotting it i think you just want to see orange not get the shit beat out of him yeah, I, I, I agree i think yeah, i think it's dominic did it hurt cody rhodes against against uh cody rhodes brody is an established name orange cassidy is one of your homegrown talents like basically and I, I i think that he would be just fine taking a brutal loss and then doing the rocky thing fighting his way back from it i don't know i mean i'm not 100 percent against it like i can see yeah i could see a point to it and you could definitely do a story out of it but i'm just saying i think it would be a a much better way to handle it is if you had him like compete against Mox, maybe ultimately lose and like, yeah, get vicious, a vicious, like, like ass kicking throughout it. But he also like hangs with him. And, and then you see a side of orange afterwards where he's not like, he doesn't get squashed or torn apart. He's competitive and he fights and there's, then we see more develop. How about we meet in the middle? That's how, how I feel. With that. Here's what I say, Dominic. I say you, have Mox squash him, uh-huh. and then Tony Khan gets Uh-oh. him like one of those Hollywood personal trainers and says, go take six months off, come back in the craziest shape you've ever been in, and come beat the shit out of John Moxley. There. Are you kayfabing me? I'm, ca- I'm, I'm fucking with you. No, my my idea for you squash him and then have him cost Moxley the, uh, the title is the way to go. Mm. What is this? Ah, uh, oh, okay. This is storyline stuff. So uh, Adam Cole is furious with Tony Khan about booking him versus John Silver on AEW Rampage next week. It's gonna be a good match. Is this is this a shoot? That's not a shoot. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
That's gonna be a good match. John John Silver versus Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I um I was trying to think what's gonna happen here with the Dark Order. I know we kind of mentioned Wyndham and stuff like that. Uh, but what do you think? Where where is it where would you go with these guys now? I don't know. Um because it's 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 a fun silly gimmick um now and i don't think that there's any other way to look at it uh i think that it, it's pretty obvious that Wyndham is going to come in and be involved with them because of his connection to brody lee and, and and brody's family i don't think it's obvious but i mean Wyndham six feels feels like it's probably going to happen and with that being the case, it's okay. The Dark Order has already established themselves as kind of like this, this like goofy, silly group of guys. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got this very serious, huge acquisition um, who's kind of a layup to be involved in the group. And I don't know. I don't know what Tony Khan's going to do to get out of that situation. Um, I think really, I mean, if, if Tony Khan called me and said, Marcus, I need to have him in the Dark Order and I need to have this angle work. What should I do? I would say, uh, let's blow it up. Let's, uh, let's, let's all of a sudden, you know, have like a guy like John Silver, for example, let's have him drop the, the Johnny Hungy stuff, even though it is funny and it's amusing often. Um, I would, right. It is amusing, but if you're going to, if you're going to pair him with somebody like the, the dark order, if you're going to pair somebody like him and Reynolds with Wyndham and with, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, then I think that we need to see viciousness, you know, like have, have them turn against some of the dark order brothers, you know, like maybe they suffer a bad loss or something like that. And they just absolutely beat the dog shit stretcher job, you know, for like evil Uno or somebody like that. Um, and I think that week after week, if you continue to build them as like, okay, these guys are going nuts. Like there's something wrong with them now. Um, then all of a sudden you bring in Wyndham and, uh, it could work. Could, could you not veer away from what they're doing to, to an extremist extent, but almost have Wyndham come in, in a baby face role that kind of com- meshes in with them but maybe brings a new level of like main event to them or like more could you do something to that effect no but what you just said actually gave me another idea uh-huh. which is you have Wyndham come in and act like like hey i'm i'm with you guys like let's let's have fun like let's just make this a good time i'm in you know, and he like may, plays along a little bit, but then he's all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, so uh, want to bring a friend to the party here?" And it's Abaddon, and he's like, "Okay, so like she's she's cool, she's with me, guys. <laughs> hey, like guys. let's let's get yeah. her involved." Yeah, she's you know. You guys know t- my brother Bo. <laughs> she doesn't talk much or whatever, but she's cool. Like you know, like let's hang out. She can be fun and silly. And then all of a sudden, it's like uh, he's like that dude who like ingratiates himself in yeah. like a new group, and then he starts taking over the group. Hey, you, you know. guys familiar with the Gangrel here? He's got. <laughs> I don't He's a good dude. So the might be jumping the shark a little bit, but uh, I think you start with Abaddon, and then like you, you eventually drink some of this blood with him. <laughs> you eventually work your way to somebody like Malachi Black, and uh, where it's just like all of a sudden this dude is like manipulated all these kind of like vulnerable geeks into like being like his minions. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be against it, I guess. I uh, I would like to 
I we mean, need I patience think- from the audience because like, you know, you want to come in and you want to see this vicious Bray Wyatt character that you've come to know. And uh, he'd initially have to come in and be like, Hey, let's, let's all dress up and make silly jokes. Johnny hungry. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and like, uh, I would like to see like somebody like a John Silver Reynolds, like kind of catch on. Like they'd be the first to realize like this guy's up to no good. Like, right. He's trying to manipulate us. Hey, he's fucking around here, guys. And they're like, no, he's great. He's a good dude. Like that kind of thing. And then like, oh no, he's kind of bad. <laughs> he's not, he's not nice. <laughs> so maybe something like that would be all right. You know? I don't know. If, if Tony Khan called and asked my advice, I'd say do not associate him with the Dark Order, even though it's such a layup of a situation based okay, on like his so personal relationships. Even, yeah. You wouldn't even, if they had the option, you wouldn't even do that. Nope, wouldn't do it. Uh, Mark, we have to talk about MJF. Yeah. Wow, how do you feel of all what he's done past couple of weeks from the Lex Luger promo to uh, this week? Uh, I thought it was really good execution this week, especially. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a plus promo as always. He's he's great on the mic. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I think it's been uh, been like what do you call it? Like destination television, where it's mm-hmm. you know any anytime now he's uh, picking up the mic and talking. You 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 want to lean in and pay attention. And uh, I I don't know. Are we working toward a match with Sting at some point here? Uh Maybe tag match, right, or something. Does it have to be Sting? Maybe. Sting has proven he's capable of taking Look, these big it bumps. Looks still, like MJF is lining himself up for a match against Hangman Page, like you know, after full gear. Because I mean, he said that in the promo. He's like, I'm setting my focus on that. Um, I'm thinking more so this will be a Darby thing, right? And I don't think Sting's necessarily going to have the match with MJF. Sting's been Sting's been involved though. Which he is, has been involved, mm-hmm. but which, I don't think it's going to be a match with him one on one. I don't know. I I, I kind of hope it is. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I like that, but you know, it's just neat to for it would be neat for MJF to add to his like resume and uh, also just seeing Sting wrestle again and that kind of fashion is great too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, I, I like what they're doing overall with this angle and stuff. I just think MJF always walking that edge, man. I like it. I like it. You know. Um, yeah, he he pushes refreshing. the boundaries. It's refreshing to see. I think. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I think that he's a guy who respects the business too. So, you know, I, I don't think he's pushing boundaries. No. He got something. Oh, no. Just smudgies. A bug was in my face, and then I smudged my, my Malachi just, Danielson. Just a, just a mess. Oh, no. Uh, but I think he's a guy who respects the business and, you know, probably is, you know, talking to people beforehand before he goes out there and, you know, makes some of his outrageous statements. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's good stuff. Dominic DJ is wondering uh, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes versus El Idolo next week. Who you got? Good question. I uh, think both I, guys. Idolo. I I'd, I'd go Andrade. I would say Andrade should win it. I think um, it wins, and I think Cody can. Cody's kind of he's got that Teflon vibe still, where he can lose, and it'll it'll be all right. I'm thinking so. we're building toward a tag match, so there's going to be some fuckery interference. No, they'll be fuckery. Some kind. They'll be fuckery, but I think Andrade should win. You know, that match. Uh, all right, let's do maybe one more question, Dominic, and close this, this some bitch out. It's been over an hour. Uh, Steve Chambers, will Wardlow turn face, Dominic? Uh, it depends on, yeah, he will. Uh, I don't know if it's immediate, like if it's like soon. Well, you know what, Mark? We just talked about it. Um, you know, uh, Hager turned in heel. 
what if Wardlow does kind of see there, like he kind of gets fed up with MJF and he finds a spot in the inner circle now instead of Hager. You know, they, they need a they need an enforcer. And so uh, I, I think more than anything, I'd like to see Wardlow crack out on his own. Yeah, me too. But I don't. Um, I think he could still benefit with being with the Jericho and stuff like that. I think it would just give him a little bit more opportunity to. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that it could work, but you know, it's it's it, it feels like a lateral movement to me, uh, or rather, uh, like a like a horizontal movement. Um, I I don't know. It it doesn't do much for me, to be honest. Okay. All right. I don't know. Would I, you add somebody if I, I think I think really what I would be trying to do with Wardlow is like keep him a heel because he's such a big, intimidating looking dude, mm-hmm. uh, and just have him go singles. No, I'm not with you on that because I think they're. I look at the, uh, I kind of look at the comp of um, when they turned Batista babyface and how big of a deal that was against the Evolution with Triple H. Like Triple H was like, you know, oh, you won't fight me and like that kind of thing. And then finally, like the big, the iconic thumbs down thing. I think there's uh, something for Wardlow in that regard. So, I mean, I, yes, possibly. Yeah. All right, Dom. Um, uh, one more. And okay. Nesha says, always is. I don't know, what are you referring to, Nesha? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then uh, DJ is saying, Abaddon, what a match with Britt Baker on Rampage. Really thought Abaddon was going to pull it off and get a title shot. Uh, it was. I, th- I thought the match was fine. You know, it's it, it felt a little bit like they were trying to get uh, some of that uh, that uh, Britt Baker uh, uh, the Thunder Rosa sort of vibe. You know, with this whole like hardcore situation they had going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I thought I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I really like Abaddon. I really see something, you know, in in a character like that. Again, admittedly, I like horror characters in wrestling. I think that they they, they I find them fascinating, especially if they're done right. Uh, so I don't. I would love to see Abaddon connected with Wyndham Rotunda when the time comes. Could you play a horror character in wrestling, Marcus? If you were a wrestler, probably not. Um, pull it off. I don't know. I think they'd have to have a heavily either costumed or made up gimmick for me to to work in that role um you're pretty pretty scary though not from a like intimidation perspective but like just scary as a result of like hey what a shitty brother you are (laughs) (laughs) hey fair enough uh i don't know it's back in the day they bruce pritchard talks about how uh uh, Glenn Ruth, who uh, wound up being Thrasher, Thrasher uh, how he was maybe supposed to be like the heir apparent to Doink the Clown as a scary clown character in oh. in WWF back in the day. It was like they were, they were going to call him like uh, D DTK, which is just short for Doink the Clown. Oh, um, and it was he was just going to be like this creepy, intimidating clown character. Was this so, the Attitude Era? Yeah. Um, so Bruce Pritchard talks about that and how that was kind of like what he wanted, but, uh, ultimately obviously it didn't work out, but, uh, you know, I, I think wrestling needs characters like that. I agree. I agree with you. And Mark, I mean, this is off topic too, but dude, we, I was texting you the night Halloween Havoc was on. What a fun show that was like from a perspective of like, yeah, it's really hitting like the nostalgia vibes for like 30 somethings. And, um, you know, because you have the names like a uh, like a Bronson Steiner, even though that's not his name on there. And like you but you have like, I don't know, just characters, characters and from that kind of realm of an era. It's kind of it's I some people don't like it, but I I like it. 
<laughs> it's wrestling, you know. Yeah. It's uh, you're mm-hmm. supposed to have these really weird, uh, sometimes campy characters and situations. Like it's fine. That's what that's you know. Not everything's got to be like this. It's you know we're not we're not fucking filming an an episode of Ozarks. You know, Nesha mentions Chucky too, and that's the thing too is like I never liked Chucky. I always thought it was shitty with uh, Rick Steiner and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't want to see that again. But they made it work, and I thought it was really well done. And uh, I don't know. And looking back on it with Rick Steiner, it's like it's kind of fun. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, but it's just it, ridiculous. It's even funner now because it's like they tied it all in together. It made sense. Chucky did a really good job. Like he he like called Braun Breaker and he's like, Oh yeah, you don't have it. That kind of thing is your dad's a coward and basically saying that kind of thing. And then Braun Breaker like takes it to Tommaso Ciampa. It was a neat little thing that they did. So, you felt that Chucky did a good job though. He did. I think he pulled off, you know, I think he's got a he's got a thing going in the biz. Marcus, do you know who else came back this week? Tell me. The Kiss Demon. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Demon came back. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, was that with quick, MLW? No, no, that was with uh, Impact at Bound for Glory. He came out. That's great shit. And then Johnny Swinger got in the mix. You know, he, he works in pro baseball now. What? Really? Is the, he like, the what? Kiss Demon. He's like a strength trainer or something. with really? one of the major league teams. Yeah. No way. He's got a good voice. I like Curtis. I was like, yeah, oh, man, that guy. I was like, how did Kiss Demon on Mega a little bit more? <laughs> fascinating fascinating times in wrestling uh, mark you mentioned bruce pritchard I, this is so off topic but i was listening today to some neil diamond and he's got bruce he's not he's got brother love's uh salvation show that song is that where he got his name brother love do you know i i don't recall i i know i've heard did bruce. they talk about it I, I feel like bruce has talked about it i think they they actually did a brother love episode back in the day um, so I'm sure that they 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 said why, but I know that Bruce was inspired by like the the old school Southern like yeah, you know those guys on like TV, salvation, right? Evangelist, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the name though, I don't know, maybe because Neil Diamond has a song like "Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Show," and it's that's, there's a good chance. I'm like, is is this where he got it? There's a good so, chance that that's the case. I don't know. Marcus, also we got to cheer on our brother here, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, Tony, Tony doing the D'Angelo's proud. How about it, man? Just like giving the name, uh, showing what we're capable of. I kicked your ass. I kicked his ass in rough housing. It's, you know, I taught you guys well. See, I'm glad that you said that, Dominic, because everybody knew that you were bullshitting about me. But now they really know you're bullshitting if you're talking about (laughs) fucking up that Tony or that D'Angelo. All right, let's wrap it up, Dominic. Uh, This week, AEW as a whole, we're talking about Rampage and Dynamite, the Marcus Meltzer rating. Uh, It was nothing. It was nothing like insane. I mean, obviously, there were some insanely good, fun matches, but we've been getting that every week, haven't we? where we, we've got these like really exciting, fun matches. I'm giving it an 8.2 this week, so not bad. That's it's good. not a bad rating. It's a good rating. But it's just, you know, I've been I've been in, in the upper eights recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how about your MVP? Uh, MVP, it's I really want to make it Serena Deeb just because I like her so much. But, uh, it's I mean, it's, it's got to be Eddie Kingston. I'm with you. <laughs> it was mine, yeah. too, as Eddie. It's like just across the board, man. Him working with, I mean, you could always make it a Brian Danielson or, you know, somebody like that. But I think Eddie, man, like he, from the depression angle, not an angle, but like him talking, you know, the promo and stuff like that, to having that come across and showing a match where it was just like hard hitting um, and like the crowd being behind him when you're wrestling 
the biggest baby face in wrestling. Like, it's just, I like it a lot. Um, Look at me and Steven Chambers right now. We are just like right here. It's, uh, I gave an 8.2. He gave an 8. Eddie's, Eddie's his MVP. He's mine. How about, yeah, friend of the show, Nesh is Eddie, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Friend of the show, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, man, we're happy. Love Eddie. Yeah. Love it. Good man. Good Good man. man. Good man. I, uh, fuck, I can't remember what I was going to say. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, that's okay. Um, no, it was a, I like, I mean, oh, this is what I was going to say. Where would you rank that in, uh, top three matches of the year? Where would you put that? You know, if if it was if it was like June, I, I'd probably bite on that. But how many times have we said this now this year, where it's like that was the top match of the year? Okay, nope, that was the top match of the year. It's AEW is just the the they so often have great matches that like I I've said top match of the year probably already at least twice and maybe probably yeah. three times this year. Um, I don't remember what matches I gave it to. I know that one of them was the blackout match. Um, yes. or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the lights out match with a lights out match Rick with, Rick uh, so I know that that was one of them, but I know I've said it more and I don't remember what the matches are. We're going to, I I think we're going to have to do like an end of the year show. Like where it's like, we'll, yeah, we're going to have to do something. Probably will. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to plan that out, but I think that that'll be worth it. But heck, this was a hell of a Halloween episode. Was it not Marcus? One hell of a show. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, glad uh, everybody's able to join us um, on this on this all Hallows Eve Eve. Um, everybody, go watch scary movies. Eat your white and candy. Actually, don't do that. It's terrible for you. Um, it's I mean it's the, the bowel movements alone afterwards just a nightmare. A, don't want to have a BM in the PM. <laughs> uh, Marcus. Yes. Talk about ad-free shows a little bit to us, will you, please? Ah, uh, God, I've been waiting for you to, to prompt me to talk about ad-free shows, Dominic. Uh, no, guys, in, in all seriousness, it's it's uh, you know the the lowest tier is nine ninety nine a month. That's uh, thirty cents per day to get all the, this incredible exclusive content, uh, including stuff like mansplaining. Which, by the way, I've become a I, I've become a huge <laughs> Mans Warner fan just strictly through that, just because he's so fun to watch. Uh, you get like, I mean, the the list is endless. I, like just off the top of my head, you've got like the mailbag with Mike Kyoto, um, the third man in the ring, um, who has been in the ring with some of the for some of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Uh, you get to talk to him, Gerald Briscoe. I mean, just unbelievable content over there. So check hey, out that three shows. Renee Paquette there? Yes, uh, there was a Top Guy exclusive, Dominic, where uh, the Top Guys, which is the highest tier on adfreeshows.com, they got to chat with Renee Paquette. And by the way, that's that's something that we do often at adfreeshows.com. You know, we'll bring in some huge, incredible guest. And if you are at that, that top level as a top guy, you get to interact with these people for these exclusive live experiences. So uh, if you're not on adfreeshows.com on any tier, Go, just just go to the website, check it out, and uh, poke around, see what what's available there. Uh, honestly, it's it, if you're a wrestling fan, it's crazy not to do this. Uh, you've 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 100 spent money on on worse stuff. You know that subscription to Spotify that you don't use anymore or whatever. Just forget that thing. Go cancel it and join ad free shows because because I mean this is it's where it's at. It's a fun experience, and I tell you what, uh, here in Double J, like, do live interaction, too. It's a lot of fun, too. He was great. Oh, man. Where else is a wrestling fan? Where else are you going to have exclusive access to Hall of Famers, 
uh, people who are currently in wrestling, you know, some of your favorite wrestlers that are currently still in the business or rather still, still active performers in the business. It's just, I mean, you aren't going to find that kind of value anywhere. It, you know, wrestling fans, uh, this is like, this is like your haven at freeshows.com. Check it out, guys. Check it out. Marcus, are you a Halloween kills person? Halloween, like, uh, the movies? Uh, Halloween kill. Oh, you mean like, like would that, I be into that? that movie? Any intrigue to you? To I'm, I've never been a slasher guy, Dom. I'm. I, I like more like the monsters. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like anything with like werewolves, I think is fun. Um, also, as as you and I discussed, I like campy horror. Sometimes yeah. stuff like Creep Show. I thought it was great. Um, and Nesha says uh, Halloween Kills sucks. You know, I, I will say uh, it scratched the nostalgia itch in me to see like Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like holy shit, she's at it again. I, she's got to die in this one, right? Somebody, I mean, <laughs> it's got to be a, the point where she's like, okay, she's a little. Uh, not only is she old, but I mean, like you're going up against Michael Myers here. He's got to get you at one point or another. It's like, and, and dumb. I've heard that Michael Myers doesn't say any of his iconic lines, like groovy baby. Or uh, let's what? shag or whatever. What? Uh, do I make you horny? He doesn't well, say any of that. <laughs> he doesn't say any of those iconic lines. He lost his mojo, Marcus. That's <laughs> he the lost. He lost his mojo. He lost his mojo. Fuckers. Dumb. Stephen Chambers says uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan had surgery yesterday, prostate he cancer. Did. Wow, um, that's what it was. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Prayers. Prayers out to to man. Hacksaw. What a what a man. Yeah, what a man, man he is. Holy smokes. Marcus, that reminds me. Are we going to do November? Uh, maybe. So it starts. I mean, you know how it works, right? You shave at the beginning of November and then you grow mustache. I might have to pass on that, Dom. I've got, what? I have, I have meetings I have to attend. <laughs> you have a child that you look at and that you don't want to freak that child out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we'll don't we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. Also, that. also, JR. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, the prayers out, prayers out to uh, Jim Ross, of course. Um, you know, really anybody. Uh, if you you guys in this chat, you know, if you guys are going through a rough time and know anybody's going through a rough time, you know, like prayers up. Uh, we care about you guys. We're all uh, we're the internet wrestling community, right? Not not in the bad connotation yeah. <laughs> that goes with that at times. There is a bad. There is a bad. There is a bizarro version of all of us where uh, it's just the negative trolls of. Um, pro wrestling the internet so we don't bring that energy here on two dynamite dudes you know this is uh, this is this is us uh you know this is wrestling fans at their finest here yes, yes. um but yeah anyways where the, where the hell were we dominic uh we we're talking about horror movies um, oh yeah you like insidious that's your go-to right yeah that, to me that's that's the scariest movie i've i've ever seen and i've seen the exorcist at night see mark listen i i will not watch the exorcist um I think that I can. Can I just say that's probably my scariest movie just because I won't watch it? Does that make sense? Honestly, though, like it's it's not that bad. It's probably not. It's probably not. But I mean, geez. especially if you look at it through like the that was filmed in what, like 1979 or something like Some that. Of those movies, I'll tell you what my scare is. This is it. And this might be Marcus. You might laugh at this one that the remake of the invasion of the body snatchers with Donald Sutherland. That fucking fucking creepy yeah but but remember dominic you watched that when you were like nine no no i didn't i was like fucking 16 oh really yeah okay i remember seeing it when i was like nine it just fucked with my head so much and then seeing the guy like fused with his dog that was fucked up and weird 
just like what is going on here this body snatching is happening i'm not i don't like body snatchers okay not into body snatching not a body snatcher all right not a body snatch guy take my body all right this is uh dominic steve chambers uh i gotta disagree with that one you know steven and i have been on the same wavelength but now we're now we have to disagree i like the blair witch dude that movie freaked me the fuck out it's well done yeah See, I like I like horror movies. So like I like horror movies that have uh, gravitas to them. I think that had some gravitas to it. Here's the other thing: is it it had like the Jaws effect, right? Where it's yeah. like you don't you don't see the Blair Witch, but you know that that shit's going on. Like somebody's fucking with them, and they're on the middle they're on the middle of nowhere, and they keep waking up, and there's like sticks and shit hanging out of trees. You know, like just imagine being in that city. Like I'd wake up every morning, like what the <laughs> fuck. Who who is out here fucking with sticks while I'm asleep? <laughs> Some motherfuckers out here with sticks. Lady, what are you doing here? Lady, get, get I'm fucking here. lost. Jeez, I don't know where I'm going. It's kind of getting cold out here. Yeah, it's uh, I love I love that movie. Uh, Insidious had a little bit of that where it's like you didn't really get to see what was going on. It was very like shadowy. You know, as far as like wh- where things were or whatever, like I, I there's that iconic one where it looks like there's just like a shadow in the corner. Uh, it's this iconic shot from Insidious. But if you kind of take like a closer look, like there's somebody standing there, even though it just looks like a shadow. On the, like it's creepy, dude. You know what I'm kind of over though is all. I think I probably told you this before. Is all creepy kid stuff. Like, the I'm kid is like, not creepy in it. No, I'm just saying from a general thing, overall general. Like I don't. The kid's creepy. It's been, it's okay. We've seen that before. All right. I don't need this. This kid is a weirdo. Okay. And he doesn't need to, I I don't need to be scared by him at all. I'm not scared by the kid. Okay. All right, Dom, for real, we got to sign off, but let's, let's just touch on this real quick. And then this will be the end of it. Uh, Poppy squeeze has just said the first nightmare on Elm street movie. Fuck me up. Not going to lie. When I was younger. So when we were all younger, we all looked at movies very, very differently. Yes. Scary, scary movies. Very differently. I know that yours was it. That was my um, that one creeped you out. I'm I trying to stay in clouds forever. I still and like I'm a John Ritter fan. I don't want to see John Ritter die. No. Same with Henry Winkler and Scream. I did not watch Scream. I still. I it took me forever to watch Scream. <laughs> I told Henry Winkler that. Stay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Got to tell you something. I did. I was like, I avoided I Scream because you. I avoided Scream because I didn't want to see you die. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of which one that was for me um as a kid probably something like uh that movie house House. um yeah it's it's about like a haunted house i remember seeing the cover on like a vhs at the local store and it's got like a creepy hand with like a finger key situation take a strong hand i remember seeing that and it creeped me the fuck out um oh what was the marcus do you know this movie is like maybe somebody can help me out here it's such a cornball movie but i think it's so creepy like even me watching, it, I was like, "This movie's so fucking stupid." But it's freaking me the fuck out. It's like the this guy, these people go to this motel, okay, and it's these creepy owners of this motel, and they fucking cut their throats out and then put them in like a garden. Oh, I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, what I, the- I can't remember what it's called, but it's like an awfully. I'm like, this movie, these this is so dumb, such a dumb movie, but it's freaking me out. I was like, I, I. That was a freaky movie to me. And it was a bad movie. It was a bad horror movie. But I'm like, I can't remember. The acting was bad. I remember there was like some S&M shit going on in there. And then they killed those people. They didn't kill them. They just took their throats out. And then they would feed them plant food or something. 
Like, this is fucking weird. I would hate being in that situation. I'll tell you some strong drugs back in those days when those movies were being written. I tell you, golly, what is? How do people think of this stuff? I will say it though, and this is this is my sign off, Dominic. Tremors, one of my favorite oh, scary great. movies ever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. It's more of an action movie. It, feels it is like. more of an action movie, dude. I watched that. Like that was one movie I could stand as a you know a twelve year old. Was that movie? I don't think I've ever passed on it when it's on TV. I'm like, um, it's on. I'm fucking watching. Jaws it. is. I mean, you get. I think Jaws is like so damn good. I think that's the, you. Well, that's the movie you probably watch the most ever, right? Yeah, I think I've like just between seeing it on TV. I had a count at one point, and it was over twenty for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, okay, I'm closing out with this, Marcus. Have you watched Midnight Mass yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm I'm a busy boy, Dominic. I'm telling you, man, it's, you're you were talking about Jaws and the the unknown of monsters. All right, I'm interested. All right, you guys. There you go, guys. Yeah, if you're, if you're looking for something, Midnight Mass. On, the Dead uh, Alive, Marcus has the good one you see on Halloween. Dead Alive. Yeah, oh, Stephen Chambers. Yeah, back in my good graces, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah, that's <laughs> great movie. Monster Squad. Great movie. That's a damn good one. All right, let's sign off on that. Hey, but I will have to say, check out my new show on WrestleZone.com, the MLW Fusion Fight Report. So every week I give you a whole recap of what's going on in Fusion. If that's a new promotion you want to get into, I'm telling you, it's worth your time. It's an hour-long show every week. Not my show, their show. And, um, you know, tight product. Uh, I'm a huge, I've been writing for MLW for like over two years now. So I know the ins and outs of a lot of what's going on from a storyline perspective and everything like that. So give that a look. It drops every Thursday. So take a look on your feed. There's a catch up with MLW. It'll get you acclimated with it all. Uh, I give you a recap of all that stuff. Got some good interviews up on there too. I've interviewed Nick Foley. Ethan Pages is up there. Um, from other perspectives, uh, we have Booker T. Bill Pritchard interviewed Booker T. Uh, real good stuff. Uh, I can't, I don't, I want to say this other one, but I, I don't know if Bill announced that one yet, but we'll wait on that one. But yeah, go to WrestleZone.com for all your WrestleZone needs. Uh, go to... Uh, for all of your WrestleZone needs. For all your wrestling news needs. This is Halloween, all right? I can say anything to you I want to say, okay? <laughs> uh, follow my degenerate brother, Marcus, on Twitter at Marcus P. D'Angelo. You can follow me on Twitter at Dominic P. Dominic D'Angelo. Just my name, okay? Not my middle initial. Um, all right. I think it's been a good show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, eat your favorite candy and watch your favorite scary movie, huh? Yeah, guys, be safe. Happy Halloween. We'll catch you next week right here. On to Dynamite Dudes. Ooh, Dynamite Dudes. All right. All right, bye-bye. Everybody says you're so mad.